Hey there, folks. Welcome to Rock and Rally Tennis, where it's all tennis all the time. I'm James Lanning. Follow us on Twitter at Rock and Rally. That's Rock underscore and underscore Rally. And on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Rock and Rally Tennis. This is podcast episode number 205. What an awesome 2021 Women's U.S. Open. This was one of the most thrilling and enjoyable Women's U.S. Opens I've seen in a long time. Congratulations to Emma Raducanu, the first ever qualifier to win a Grand Slam. You know, a few weeks ago, the precocious 18-year-old from Great Britain had come out of nowhere. I mean, she was ranked 338th in the world and reached the fourth round at Wimbledon. Now, heading into the U.S. Open, Raducanu was ranked 150th in the world, and she earned her way into the main draw of the U.S. Open by winning three qualifying rounds. And then she simply ran the tables, not dropping a single set en route to one of the most surprising and enjoyable fairy tale runs I've ever seen. So, huge props to Raducanu. As for the other teenager in the final, Leila Fernandez has a heck of a lot to be proud of as well. The 19-year-old Canadian lefty was ranked outside of the top 70 heading into the U.S. Open. Now, Fernandez came up a bit short in the final, but wow, was she the, the giant slayer in this tournament, beating Osaka, Kerber, Svitolina, and Sabalenka before falling to Raducanu in the final. You know, the final between these two teenagers was fantastic. It was very high quality, fiercely contested, and quite frankly, refreshing to watch because for the first time in a long time, we saw a match that featured players who employ multi-layers and dimensions of thoughtful point construction in their games, as opposed to the predominantly one-dimensional ball bashing that has become the norm in recent years. Stylistically, both Raducanu and Fernandez are quick, athletic defenders and counterpunchers who like to play from right on top of the baseline, take the ball early, and time away from their opponent. For me, the match came down to which player was going to take the initiative and take it to the other player more consistently throughout the match. And as we saw, that was Raducanu. What surprised me was that Raducanu had more firepower on her groundies than I expected. Her forehand is pretty solid, but her two-handed backhand is, in a word, exquisite. Her ability to drive the backhand up the line as effortlessly as cross-court off of serve returns and baseline rallies will continue to serve her well moving forward. As for Fernandez, for a young player, she has a lot of lefty guile and moxie. What she lacks in raw firepower, she makes up for with uh, quickness, athleticism, and tremendous ability to absorb incoming pace and then seamlessly redirect with frightening precision. And obviously, she's got a great fighting spirit. And that was on full display throughout the tournament, particularly in her upsets of uh, Osaka, Kerber, Svitolina, and Sabalenka. Now, while we're on the topic of their games, I'll share these thoughts. Now, starting with physicality, I would not describe either player as being you know, physically imposing. Raducanu is listed at 5'9", Fernandez at 5'6". They are both still teenagers, and they need to get physically stronger in the coming years. But on this note, I mean, I hope that the path they do not take is getting overly muscled up to the point where raw physicality ends up dominating their style of play, turning them into one-dimensional ball bashers. That would be unfortunate to see, as both players, as I mentioned earlier, do a wonderful job, uh, even at this very early stage of their careers, of incorporating high tennis IQ and multi-dimensions into their play. Now, both players have a lot of room for improvement on their serves, not just in terms of MPH and RPM, but in variety and placement as well. Raducanu at this juncture essentially hits two second serves. There is very little differential in speed and spin between her first and second serves. I mean, in the semifinal and final, the 
differential in speed between her first and second serves was only about 6 miles per hour. Moreover, almost all of her serves are hit with slice or sidespin. Now, she has an effective slice serve wide to the deuce court, but she has not yet shown that she's got a reliable flat or kick serve, nor has she shown the ability to serve down the tee or out wide to the ad court with consistency. Of course, the ace she served on match point notwithstanding. Now, I'm sure the field has already taken note of this. On a related note, I also noticed that when she tries to serve down the tee or wide to the ad court, she has a tendency at times to fall sideways to her left as she makes her swing, which is probably one of the reasons why she has such a challenging time hitting those particular serves. Hopefully her team is aware of that and are already working to correct it. Other than that, Raducanu's service motion is very sound. It's very fluid, repeatable, and reliable. As for Fernandez's serve, I have similar comments. I mean, certainly stepping up the MPH and RPM are in order, and so would adding a kick serve along with expanding and mixing up her targets on serve. But from a technical standpoint, I believe Fernandez can improve her serve significantly by tidying up her service motion. In other words, making it a little more compact and efficient. Now, one thing I noticed is that she has a tendency at times to drop her racket head a little too low, which causes her to speed up her arm to try to bring the racket up more quickly. This disrupts the fluidity and tempo of her service motion ever so slightly. Now, under pressure moments, it's those little things that can get magnified and cause issues. And we saw several instances of this with Fernandez's serve throughout the tournament, especially in the last several matches, all of which were nail biters. I mean, in the final, for example, her first serve percentage was only, what, 58%, and she also hit five double faults. Now, it goes without saying that both Raducanu and Fernandez have very bright futures, but naturally, they will need to continue to improve and evolve their games. As enjoyable as it was to watch their incredible journey over these past two weeks, you can be sure neither player will ever be able to sneak up on the field again. Now, it's a safe bet that the other players and their teams are already busy doing their homework and will make their adjustments accordingly. And that's what makes this game so fun to be a part of. In closing, let me say this. Let's all take a step back for a moment, soak it all in, and look at this with a healthy perspective. Raducanu and Fernandez are the latest breakthrough stars in the women's game, and that's great to see. But let's try not to heap huge expectations on either one of them at this time. They are both just teenagers. Let's allow them some time and space to enjoy this, find their footing in what will hopefully be very long, successful, and fulfilling tennis journeys. What a great U.S. Open. I can't wait to see how things unfold moving forward. Well, that's all for this episode, folks. Thanks for joining us at Rock and Rally Tennis. Please subscribe to our podcast at rockandrallytennis.com. I'm James Lynn. See you next time.